0: So, you're a musician? Each week, we're going to discuss survival within the music industry. We'll chat to professionals who can help us and you find a way.
1: Talking about things like how to get a job, what's the point in networking? I'm staying sane. <laughs> that as well, yeah. So, if you're lost and not sure what to do next... Welcome to the club, and welcome to the Open Back Podcast. Hey, Tristan, how are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm good. So... This week, uh, this has been going on for quite a while actually, but we haven't spoken about it yet. Uh, copyright law in music, yeah, mm, yeah. So uh, we are not lawyers. We are not <laughs> lawyers, but we're going to go for it anyway. I, I've, <laughs> I've written it down because I'm bad at song names. Um, yeah. But at the moment, the big one in the news is Ed Sheeran's "Thinking Out Loud." Um, is be they're being sued uh, by? Yeah, that's been going on for ages, yeah since it came out, yeah, which yeah, like two thousand. Um, but it's 13. kind of it's reignited. Um, but they're being sued by Marvin Gaye's estate yeah. um, because it's apparently a little bit too close. To it. Let's get it on. Mm. Um, obviously, we studied a little bit about copyright law at uni, only yeah. a little bit. Very and, small And amount. we're not claiming that we know about it, so we're going to talk more generally. Um, but... I I know that part of copyright law is that a chord sequence can't be copyrighted, so it yes. has to be the combination of different things. Yeah, but there, there was always the argument that this particular one was on like the feel of the song that he yeah, recreated. Yeah. yeah, well, I think it's to do. I think it's partly to do with the chord sequence. It's also the beat that's associated with that chord sequence, and like, so Ding. it's a complicated one. And there are other examples where you know like. Normally, I, I mean, yeah, I think
0: from, and we'll, we'll go through probably a few examples. Like, I've got a few examples myself. I think normally the estate wins. Okay. And then all royalties are gone. Right. For anyone but the estate. That's okay. normally the way it goes. I think the most famous example, I mean, it's a more blatant use of copyright. Yeah, sure. Um, but the most famous one is obviously Ice Ice Baby by yeah. um, Vanilla Rice, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, Queen then sued him. And Queen get everything. Yeah, like, he makes no money off that song. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with the Ed Sheeran one, obviously, it's much more borderline in terms of like a feel and something to do with the groove. Yeah, and yeah, it, it's very difficult because I think I, I don't know if if you've got notes up in it, that'd be great. But I um. I don't think there was definitely no sampling involved in nope. between
1: the two songs. No, no, no. So, yeah. no, it, it, it's the, and that's why this one's gone on so much because there are there are other examples where things are more blatant. So the one that springs to mind is Ariana Grande's Seven Rings." Yeah, um, that is the the melody in that is. These are a few of my favourite things from um, the sound of music, mm. um, and when that song came out, to avoid anything, to to avoid any, to avoid any issues. Um, it was immediately agreed. Aaron Grande or her label, who you know her lawyers, whoever it was, um, they agreed that ninety percent of the royalties from 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 the song Seven Rings would go to the you know would go to whoever whoever gets the royalties for um, these are a few of my favourite things from yeah, the absolutely. sound of music. So so, but in that example, it's kind of paid off from the start. Yeah, but a lot of people use that. Loads of people do, yeah. yeah. Well, that's sampling in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. That's like, yeah, yeah. yeah that's hip hop built yep. in a nutshell.
0: Um, you think of great um people that really innovated that kind of particular style of stuff. You've got like Rick Rubin, producers like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that brought that all about. Um, yeah, obviously back to
1: people, things like Public Enemy, Tropical Quest, yeah, and way they e- all be the
0: sampling exactly, but even in that. There's an element of risk involved, depending because uh-huh. you always sign about how you're going to use that. So scenario. in Ariana, Ariana Grande's case, they they organised a, a huge amount of it to go back to the original rights, yeah, to yeah. Sound of Music, yeah. because the whole song is based on it. Yeah, and it's very prominent yeah. in the in the song. Yeah. But I think, for example, in the case of the Verve using the Rolling Stones song. Uh huh. Um, back in 1997 i think they approached the rolling stones because they were honest they were like we've sampled your orchestra from your song from the 1960s Uh and we're going to use it um and we're going to pay for it so you're written into the royalties now the rolling stones still sued the verve because they <laughs> because it was that time <laughs> it was that time clearly uh, but um, but they said cuz they said they were going to use it in a fraction of a song right and they come out and it's the main hook of the song is did 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 it's literally the entire song is the sample and they were like well that's not fair and so they sued them the rolling stones made the mistake though of suing them I believe this is how it worked. Uh, and then realizing that in the 1960s, they had a really toxic relationship with their manager. And in order to get rid of their manager, they gave him the royalties to loads oh, yeah, of songs. And they gave him the royalties to that song. So they sued the verb. And then they went, well, none of the money's going to you. Yeah. <laughs> all it's all, all money's the money's going to your ex-manager. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was like, oh, cheers, guys. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. So yeah, but then it becomes even more tricky on what lines you can use, but where does it start to affect the artistry of the piece? I mean, I know for a fact that like on Uptown Funk, Mark uh-huh. Ronson, who's just added so many people listed in the credits to that yeah, song, yeah. like just to back himself. He's like, if anyone comes up with a court case now, there's no way. Cause I'll just be like, I nicked it from them. You've got to take it up with them. If you've got an issue with their song.
1: Yeah. See, I, uh, I, I, I don't know how you are. I I I'd love to sit in on one of these court cases. Okay. Um, I, I, and when it comes back from this Ed shear and um, thinking out loud one, and when they eventually come to some sort of agreement, I I'll be really interested to see how that's been argued because. I I just don't see how you prove one way or another, I, unless it's really obvious, like the Seven Rings example, the Ariana mm. Grande song. Yeah, unless it's that obvious, and the and the kind of the artist that has made the song in question has explicitly um, identified and addressed that fact. I don't really know how you. I, I, God knows how you go ahead and prove that 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 you know that your song has been stolen.
0: Yeah, it it must be really tricky. I mean, I guess the the the, the basics of it is just listening to the songs and seeing where they seem similar. But then, so many songs yeah, but, sound
1: similar to each other anyway. Yeah, and I, I and yes, you can listen to a song and you can say, oh, this sounds really similar to that. But but at what point is that illegal? At what point is that theft? Because my understanding is that that to have for it to, for a court case to have to like pay out in that in that setting, you basically have to be able to prove that without um that that, that without doubt the the artist that's created the song in question mm. definitely has heard and knows that the that, that the old song exists. So you have to yeah. be able to kind of prove that they've heard that song no, definitely. And then, and then you have to prove that they've used that directly, used that to create, you know, to but, <laughs> to create. I, I just don't know yeah, how then, it works.
0: But then, have they drawn presidents from it? So have they just taken ideas from that song? Because that is legal.
1: You're allowed yeah, yeah. to go
0: to a song and go, I like that chord progression. I'm going to do that
1: chord progression. Yeah. Well, well, and, and there's loads of this. Like, you know, there's loads of chord progressions that are like that. Um, yeah. But there's and you can people even like drum beats and stuff. Yeah, but
0: people deliberately steal drum beats and deliberately. Yeah. And just re-record and, <laughs> and just say, oh, yeah, no, I gathered ideas. From... I remember I played for a band called Black Anchors and they were doing quite well. And um, one day uh, the the singer and the bass player sent me a song going, oh, can you write a lead guitar line to this song? We kind of going for, Scott said, I haven't really listened to these other songs, the bass player said, but Scott said, you know, I'm really interested in it sounding like this song and this song and this song and this song. And literally this song was the exact same as Get Better by um, yeah. Fr- Frank Turner
1: oh i don't know i can't yeah, remember i think that's frank turner
0: yeah it's frank turner. um um yeah and it was exactly the same and it got to the point where um we just turned around and just said no it's, it's way too similar i'm sorry we we can't do that because it was yeah. it was identical it was like instead of the opening line i think was the the opening line of the get Back" song is i've got me a shovel and i'm digging a ditch i think scott's was literally something like I've got me a future. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, <it> was quite. <laughs> like close. the placement of the words is like identical.
1: Yeah, um, but, but yeah, but but then that brings up a new question, doesn't it? Because y- you were doing that as some as like you know some small homegrown rock indie band. Yeah, and you know, no one's going to come at you for a, <laughs> you know they're not going to come after you for that. But but I suppose if it started generating proper money, mm. then somebody would somebody may well come after that. I just think it's a complicated... It becomes very complicated
0: and it becomes very sort of... or, or very motive-driven, I guess, in what people want to to get out of it. I think... I I still believe, and I know we've talked about this before, like, if I want to write a song, I will copy bits of other songs that I want the song yeah, to yeah. sound like. I yeah, do that of course. all and the that's... time. I think that's perfectly normal. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a really good video of a record label with a few artists talking about that. It's just like... We're going to chuck three songs together effectively. And yep. because we've chucked those three songs together, we get a new mix, like mixing colors yeah, together. Yeah. Um, but you've just got endless amounts of covers, uh, colors, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, uh,
0: I just. But how would you feel if you were, I guess, Ed Sheeran's case, Ed Sheeran's argument? And Ed Sheeran, this is not the only court case he's had to no, go through. No, for Ed this. Sheeran's had a tons Quite a few, He's, yeah. Like in April this year he won the court case for Shape of You I yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. who that was plagiarised supposedly again I remember. Um, but it, uh, it must be so depressing for him when he hasn't ripped off songs I mean we don't know Ed Sheeran he might have ripped off these songs slightly but I, I think in the Marvin Gaye cult, it's a very loose uh,
1: uh, like, I, I mean I,
0: I've listened to the two songs next to each other and I'm struggling I really struggle sometimes I, um, you listen to the two next to each other that sound the same what was like yeah there are tons i mean for example i don't know i mean they're they're connected and i think they did pay the who for all that but um like the one direction song which sounded exactly like burrow o'reilly is that the song by the who Oh God, yeah. um yeah well the well, the start's exactly the same so he must have paid them for that but um yeah but we've had when he hasn't you know they do sound different he must just stand in a court case
1: going well what can i do yeah
0: i i write songs for a living some of them are going to sound similar to other songs like yeah if if you take that away i'm not being creative and now i write songs deliberately sounding unbelievably different to not end up in a 60 million pound court case
1: yeah and i and i mean you've kind of said this but but you use i use i think everybody they listen to other songs they want to you know the, the, they kind of want to replicate that yeah. you know the, they they want to replicate that feel that's what this whole court case is about yeah. but, but but like replic- well you said before in another podcast that the best form of flattery is imitation yeah like <laughs> so but but uh, i understand why i understand why this is complicated because there's that fact but also you know we can't go and just release without crediting somebody else's somebody else's song but but I a hundred percent when I'm trying to write something and I'm trying to write a new song I'll sit down with a guitar and I will get Instagram up and I will flick through my, my um you know my saved my saved videos and reels and stuff because mm. I constantly save other guitarists that are writing things and I'm like that's really cool I want to kind of copy that mm. and it's not that I copy it note for note but no. but hell you know I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna kind of like copy the time signature copy the drum beat quite a lot and then I'll write a different riff in a different key but but it's but you know, I'm using that to. I'm using that to to help build what I'm gonna create, and that's kind of. I think that's gotta be what we all do. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: it, well, it's the obvious side of it is you look at jazz or you look at any kind of if if you get to a high level of any musicianship with something, yeah, and you want to get better, you've got to look at people that are better than you, and yeah. So every every guitar player that really excels, yeah, like at top of their game, will not practice scales or mode scales or anything like that because if they're at that level they know them all yeah they're under their fingers they've got licks that they can use from all those modes and stuff like that so where do they go next they have to find different ways of combining them so where do they go from that they go and transcribe other music exactly most professional musician musician practices transcription yeah and by transcription for those of you who aren't musicians is the process of listening to a solo so say i wanted to play a sax solo on guitar and it would be to replicate the sax solo on a guitar as closely as possible so yeah. using different techniques to like slide into notes bend into notes to replicate a saxophone as most like as yeah, yeah. properly as possible and it works with guitars as well and drums and everything like yeah, that yeah. um so yeah absolutely it must be really heartbreaking
1: to yeah to to to, to sat down to written something and, and then... then someone say that you know that, that's not a, yours a, that's a marvin, mine
0: and marvin gay's dead <laughs> it's his family trying
1: to get more money yeah <sighs> So it, and they, I, they're known for that. They they sue blurred lines, and they won. They got five million dollars for that. Yeah, wow. I I, I just think, I uh, I don't know. Like, there's the um, Courtney Love, Courtney Love. Um, the, the, you know, the, the there's the, the... <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we've all got opinions on this one, but, but but you know, but but that whole thing, you know, Courtney Love owns all the rights, gets all the royalties from Nirvana. Disgusting. You know, the likes of Dave Grohl don't and he was the drummer in the <laughs> band got but, well no i mean yeah but but he's had to build something up yeah b- because of how complicated and convoluted the the whole kind of like copyright world is yeah and uh, you know and the way royalties are paid and how yeah, they're decided it, it is it's mental like, that she owns all the rights to that but i just but like i, I mean look let's not go let's not deep dive into that because because i can see that you're itching um but but you know the fact that a scenario like that exists now that's obviously an extreme Mm. most bands and artists don't have that um it just shows how how far this can be taken away but also that there's no one size fits all rule um because it doesn't you know because there are there are songs out there where court cases have been won and fair play yeah
0: well yeah, no, if you've sampled something quite clearly or you've nicked lyrics or you've yeah. like you've you've completely re yeah, yeah. re replicated a verse, then that's fair enough. I mean, that brings us back to the um the vanilla ice, um ice ice baby whole thing. Yeah, yeah. He changed the lyrics, didn't he? In order to, to try and get away from it. But it's so obvious that Yeah.
1: It's just oh. Yeah. Anyway. What a, okay. So when you're writing a song, how much Like, in the initial stages, how much do you listen and copy other things and then to get to the end product, is there a method to how you change things and remove them from what you've initially used as stimulus and inspiration? Um Yes,
0: I will deliberately go out of my way to change things that I think sound very similar.
1: How? What's what some of the like tricks and methods and things that you've learned? I'm going to talk from a very guitar yeah,
0: no, fine, fine, which might not be that relatable. So we wrote a song together once that sounded a little bit like Let Me Entertain You by Robbie Williams.
1: Mostly my bass line that had done the damage there.
0: And I remember going through it and I was like, well, how can I change it? First of all, I'm going to displaced the beats of my guitar playing so i'm going to play very minimalistically and that's going to change the beat and then when i played the that to the drummer the drummer then changed his drum beat Mm -hmm. in accordance because he was a very adaptive drummer um
1: josh very very good drummer very good drummer is josh
0: Um, i then decided i'd use different inversions
1: okay So, so so you've gone at it very um literally and you've taken the chords that you're playing you've moved the rhythm around and then you've moved the beats around but the, but the chords have stayed the chords have stayed the same because i like the chord progression uh-huh. um, it's a very complicated chord progression it's so easy isn't it
0: it's <laughs> so simple um, it's yeah it's just a descending yeah. major scale um it's actually the um open back introduction music Oh yeah,
1: is yeah. um yeah, well is taken for from- what it became, yeah. yeah that's that's how I changed
0: was. it. So it sounded exactly like let me entertain you and then the verses ended up sounding like that. Yeah. Um, oh god <laughs> Welcome the court case. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um yeah, but that's what I sort of do from that process. So I I will break it down theoretically probably and then try different theories out over the top. So i will be like, right, I'm using root chords. They're all drop two chords. I'm going to switch that round. I'm going to play, um, I don't know, I'm going to play this chord as a second inversion. I'm going to use drop two chord inversions for this particular thing. So I think there's a C major seven in that. I use a C major seven over E, but play yeah, as a drop sure. two chord on the third string. So you have a weird guitar shape, which then also has different tonalities within itself that sound very different and then that way it it starts to fold in and then once you've done that and you're like i don't hate it still it still sounds quite good then you're like i can go with that what about you do you approach it very differently from an artistic or do you just
1: scrap ideas that you think are too similar yeah i think i think a lot of what i do when i'm writing stuff is i'm is i'm copying the kind of i'm taking the the mood and the feel of something um, so a lot of the stuff I play, kind of like prog, metally kind of stuff, ninths are used all the time yeah. Um, because it just has, you know, because it creates a feel, it creates a sound. Yeah. So I might watch somebody playing something and mimic the kind of, the the movement they're doing within a chord yeah. but use a completely different chord so it's a completely different key. And I think that the moment you do one thing like that, then other things that they've done don't work. So you yeah. have to find solutions so you have to find solutions and alternatives Mm. so i kind of i I think the moment you change one thing yeah if you if you allow that one thing to to make changes to the other stuff Mm. then you quite quickly end up with something that sounds very 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 different
0: yeah no definitely i think in 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 co- yeah, it, putting melody into chord playing is a big part of that as well. If, uh-huh. you, if you've just got a song, if you if you're a guitar player, yeah, um, if you're if you're a singer songwriter as well, like if you're playing a guitar and it sounds very very similar to what you're doing anyway, try and incorporate what you would sing in the melody in the guitar line and maybe change the melody over the top. Yeah, that's what I did quite a lot. I think when I did uh like a, some performances i thought it would be too boring for me i think i had part of the progression was just something ridiculously easy like e g c or something like yeah, that yeah. and so i played the melody line in the top and that made it like e9 g sus2 and then it made it like c add 9 which just makes it slightly more interesting and then changes the whole sound of the song and takes it away from what that particularly sounded like but it's interesting that you we all have our characteristics that we like to write with and i think we all know what parameters those operate in so you say you like using ninth chords i know certain singers like sticking perfectly to diatonic major scales some singers like using odd out like more experimental notes Mm -hmm. and a lot of singers that i've sort of come to grown accustomed to do maybe don't know that they're writing that style but they will they will use like lydian progressions and uh, like lydian notes within their singing so there's like a clash um and like for me as a guitar player, I know that I my favorite sound on the planet is uh, uh, a minor seven one chord to a major six sixth chord. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. And then using tents as well, because I grew up on the Red Hot Chili Peppers and the Red Hot Chili Peppers like scar tissue. It's all just tense. Um, so I know what parameters sound like different artists within those chord progressions. I've never really thought about it in that way, but it, now I think about it using techniques in that realm. I know what parameters yeah. sound like other songs and what
1: don't yeah so so actually what you end up doing is almost you are using one song for the kind of for what you're basing it on but then you're using another uh, another artist another song the way that they do things you're superimposing that on like like the tech for example the technique the red Hot chili peppers are using with uh with tenths where they often just use you know the root and the tenth yeah um and move that chord shape around you're putting that yeah, you're using that with the chords from another song and you kind of combine those different things, which I think is a really, I think is a really good way of of writing songs quite quickly and quite efficiently because yeah. it, it almost gives you a, it almost gives you an algorithm to, to create something. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, 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 using a couple of different songs and, and combining different parts of them. Mm. Um I think is a really interesting way of doing things. I often do it if I've recorded a guitar part and then I'm adding a bass part on top. I will, I will stop listening to whichever track I was using for the guitar part and listen to something completely different. That's a great way of doing it. Because then it sort of forces you to, you know, it forces you to the use something completely, completely new and fresh. And
0: combine two things together. Yeah. Well, that's similar how we talked about, like, when we were doing covers, like, the way we would approach, like, a cover is to take two songs, one you want to cover yeah. and the other you want it to sound like, and then just, like, switch them.
1: Well, I, and this is exactly what Grace described when she was talking about how, you know, her method for writing something, you know, she she knows what you know something as simple as a a key element of grace's stuff Mm. is that it's very close to the mic she's it's acoustic guitar or Mm. piano and you know just the instrumentation and the recording technique used Mm. separates it that bit now obviously i i get that she's doing covers and they're not supposed to be anything other than covers but by but she's got a quite a simple set of um quite a simple set of tools that she uses to you know use yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah i think it's all in like we we discussed the guitar toolkit a bit in the past but like yeah it's all you have a songwriting toolkit don't you and yeah you you switch them in between and obviously we're we come at it from maybe a more theoretical point of view because we're instrument players and yeah. the guitar is a very mathematical instrument at the yeah. end of the day it's yeah, very yeah. it's not per se and like a piano is perfect to read music and translate to yeah it's well, always well, designed to well, be that well, because way because
1: piano is linear it's yeah. you know low is at one end high is at another end whereas guitar you've got that six times because yeah. you've got six strings but
0: to me it's all just fractions like yeah it's so easy to interchange yeah, and yeah build yeah. scales it's so simple um so yeah we come about it from that point of view but like obviously when you come into like a lyricist or you're writing these really simple songs like um we have a song with Late Night Honeymoon, which is I like my favourite song that we do by a long, long way. It's literally like three chords. Yeah. Um, and there's no overcomplicated in it. There's like some soloing playing, but that's solo playing. That's that's something yeah, yeah. completely different. Yeah, well,
1: well well that's that's just a replacement for melody at one point yeah, in the song, absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. And like a like a just adds exchange. Variation. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I, and I was really freaked out by playing songs like that because I can't approach a song that literally goes <laughs> yeah g b c yeah, and yeah. completely change it not b c e- i was gonna e. say <laughs> oh uh, we're getting tired oh we're getting tired yeah oh, e minor with a b in the bass <laughs> there we go but version. but Second yeah version. yeah
1: yeah like you know the, the that's a simple song but but do you find that um restricting
0: yeah i do for the music i would want to write i do um I think again I I jump into my comfort zone quite quickly with it all like I like broken chords with uh, I like broken extension chords. Yeah. So maybe that's why I love playing Mr. Brightside so much. (laughs) <laughs> we've literally got an
1: episode called something like your favourite thing is Mr. Brightside yeah, yeah I know but, yeah. Uh,
0: but I really like that, that the way that it uses that and it's the same Like I'd harken it back even to like Jimi Hendrix and he used to have an extension cord yes he hits extension cords yeah, really yeah. hard yeah yeah but I like the idea of, of using I guess more you'd almost call branch on proddy yeah. but on what? proddy, prodrock prog prog sorry G. proddy.
1: <laughs> Prod. <laughs> proggy <laughs> there we <you> go <laughs> jesus but i've yeah. always called it proddy have you I've prog I've always in... it, it's prog rock yeah in... but i've always called it proddy oh, jesus don't know why wrong but fine whatever
0: you
1: know, whatever <laughs> we'll roll with it <laughs> yeah uh, sorry go on
0: but yeah but that, that, along those lines but then that's that's my creative process for that and i guess that yeah like i said for me avoiding the copyright issues would be always like how do i change this within my umbrella of knowledge to be more technical but i don't know how to switch lyrics because i'm terrible with lyrics i don't know how to switch melody unless i'm writing a solo yeah well
1: well i think actually that's something that we used to do the fact that you'd written something that sounded a bit like this but then you brought that to other people who maybe didn't think that at first and then and then they moved it away from us so so sometimes collaborating with other musicians Mm. can help distance it from that initial you know that initial inspiration
0: the thing with that is i find this is good this branching off onto a slightly different tangent now is that i find and especially i think this is good for for people that maybe are are looking to to work with bands more now Mm -hmm. maybe they haven't worked with bands in a while remember how to teach your song how to present your new idea to a group of musicians i think that's yeah. really important because we wrote a song together once i think we called it bondy oh yeah i love that tune it was great we, was it was like I... did di- di- oh di- yeah yeah okay yeah di- <laughs> di- di- but at the end of that there's a broken seven chord do 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 oh yeah that was really hard to play on bass yeah it's a re- it's literally up a seven chord back down a seven yeah, chord yeah. but the way i fretted it was so weird but felt so natural to me so yeah. like do 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 and i'd switch positions in between the seventh chords yeah, yeah, yeah. to come back down the major triad yeah, in yeah. like a more c-shaped kind of way yeah, yeah. And, and most people didn't get that they just play do 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 just play the same yeah, notes yeah. back down but and it's the same i noticed when i was playing um in some session work um what's it uh, i can't remember the song but um there's like a, there's a very famous song and it's got like a, a big seventh um, arpeggio at the end. Okay. And I found my play, my playing again when I was worked out by ear, I'd switch position to come back yeah, down. Yeah. And I think, again, you can break it down to being that simple sometimes when you're presenting your songs in front of producers and presenting your songs in front of musicians that then need to go forward and play them. What do you feel on that? Do you feel it's, obviously we've spoken a little bit about you potentially performing live with your, well not live, yeah, but yeah. recording yours with a drummer and with a bass player. Um, like do you get anxiety about showing that or do you find it difficult sometimes to show your ideas to a group of musicians like differently and do you sometimes find it on a more recent topic for our podcast this episode Mm -hmm. do you find it sometimes almost you have a bit of anxiety like if you really think you really like a piece you've written but you know it sounds exactly like something else do you go in there worried that someone's going to come out and just go mate that sounds exactly like a tool song um
1: i think i think a really good practice is not to say anything before you show someone something yeah okay because because if i'm bringing you a song that that i've written if i stand there before and i say oh you know um don't worry about the drums i haven't finished them yet Mm. then you're going to be focusing in on that whereas actually sometimes say here's something i've written what do you think then you're able to make your own you're able to build your own opinion of it without my influence of what i'm already thinking yeah. and, and i think and i think that's the best way of getting a kind of more authentic answer from whoever you're showing yeah definitely and i think it's the same thing with, with what you're saying if you know if you've written something and you're showing it to another musician and you're actually going to play it mm. may, maybe to ask them not to look at the way you're playing it because if you're playing it in a certain way that isn't how they would play it, they're going to spend you, their you,
0: time focusing on how you play it rather than thinking of a way they could progress the song more. yeah
1: well or, or they might just criticize your technique, and you're not asking them for that. You can play it this way; that's perfectly good for you. Yeah. They they will play it another way. Fine. You know, like the, the, that's on them. Yeah. But, no, definitely. Yeah.
0: Definitely. And actually, I was going to say, who? Yeah. Whose responsibility is it for that that give and take of the progression of the song? Again, I'm going to try and bring it back to the the whole copyright issues and and who is the ownership of the song? Whose responsibility is it within the process of Ed Sheeran releasing that song? Is it Right, you've got Ed Sheeran first of all. I see what you mean. writing yeah. the lyrics, writing the chord progression. You've yeah, got yeah. the session drummer who comes in. You've got the guitar player who plays the solo over that song. You've got the producers that put it all together. You've probably got a few other songwriters attached to that as well. Yep. You've got all the accreditations and then the record label and the distributor that put it out there. You've got all these people working in tandem. So you've got hundreds of ears probably listening to that song before it, it comes and it's released out no one said it sounds like marvin gay's yeah let's, no one goes oh on. we're being a bit risky here yeah yeah like, always the- would be edgy we're taking a risk because then I, but I feel like if that had been the case and then they'd gone out and sued them they'd have gone off fair play yeah no you can have the royalties but yeah whose responsibility I mean, is it uh, do they have filters like is there a place there for an ai to to potentially play two songs together and then just pick out set like to to basically pick yeah, out, he
1: yeah, literally show you show you a percentage, couldn't yeah, it? Yeah, and this however is much
0: ninety five percent like copied. a Marvin Gaye song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously in a sample world, that's that's not going to work. But then sampling copyright does work differently, obviously, because you need to approach someone beforehand. Yeah, and, well, you know, if, if you it.
1: if you just sampled something, then the samples the samples in it, you can yeah. you know you can shazam it. Go well, <laughs> same song. Yeah, but yeah, no, but if you're if you're copying ideas. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure whose who's responsibility it is. I suppose, I suppose the difficulty is if you were, if you were invited into a room to play some guitar on a, on an Ed Sheeran track. You know, let's be ambitious um and uh, <laughs> I, I i and you sit down you go sounds a bit like let's get it on you're probably <laughs> you're probably not gonna keep it to myself, I'll yeah, keep it to myself. Yeah, yeah 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 you're not gonna say it yeah. to them well, i might
0: use a bit of inspiration what guitar yeah. plays on that yeah. yeah exactly yeah maybe that's what happened maybe he wrote a song that sounded <laughs> and then all the musicians came in and yeah. were like oh, oh that need...
1: sounds a bit like that yeah i'll do that, that yeah, and I'll just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe that's how it yeah. all starts yeah no the original song nothing like the field it was all the drummer's fault yeah it was screamo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Originally. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, yeah. that's that's really interesting. And yeah, I guess that, that becomes part of the creative like if you do have a load of people contributing, like we we said, like when you present your song to another to other people, definitely the first thing that I probably think of is what does this sound like? What do they do that makes it sound good in that song? How can I yeah. reiterate that? So if you are a session musician and you're in a yeah, studio, no, that's a good point. And you are a producer and you're in a studio and a song sounds, a, a good songwriter like Ed Sheeran, a fantastic songwriter like Ed Sheeran has come forward and, and given you uh, the basis of a song that sounds brilliant and sounds like another song. Of course, you're just going to go, oh, I'll just nick a few ideas from there. I'll nick a few ideas from there. Yeah. Because that's what you're going to do because that song's great
1: yeah oh yeah no if someone comes to you with like a song that feels a bit like a funk song you've I, i'm sure you've got a long old list of guitarists that, yeah. that you're suddenly gonna go oh right i'll play yeah. and there's one I'll, at the I'll top I'll play, of... I'll, yeah go on is it rogers yeah, nile rogers and, yeah, oh. and then nickel yeah uh, and then well and then i'd probably you can't own playing the top strings no 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 it's only for one man but um, no no but like um as well um cory wong from, mm. from from Volpeck, you know you start there are guitarists that you're that you're going to you're going to mimic the way that they've done things because the track reminds you of that look i we've established nothing this episode we have but then one more thing <laughs> to add as well if you
0: are someone like nile rogers and you're a player and you're also a producer with your name on the credits yeah, yeah, yeah. of hundreds and hundreds of songs mm. does that then give you liability to basically just copy and paste like Oh, Surely the, that gives you to be, so much got freedom. To be laws about that. There's good but it must give him so much freedom just being like, well, say that he Yeah, well say that the session guitar player on um I don't know, Let's Get on Marvin Gaye was then the same guitar. Obviously it's not, this is a hypothetical yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. Was then the same guitar player that then played on the Ed Sheeran record. Yeah. And but he's copyrighted in the writing credits for the Marvin Gaye song, and he's right copyrighted in like, where does that lie? Yeah. It's just like, well, it's my writing.
1: Yeah, ah,
0: like, uh, yeah, okay, That so, becomes
1: so confusing. Yeah, so so we have established nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> but it's interesting. It is interesting. I don't know. I'll um, I'm gonna, I'll put a little question down. Uh, you you can only see the questions on Spotify actually. But yeah. But if you're listening on Spotify, uh, underneath this episode, there'll be a question. Uh, probably something alongside, you know, uh, uh, along the lines of, "What's your opinion on on copyright? On copyright, yeah. your own music?" Yeah. Can, um,
0: can is is copying acceptable I think <laughs> Is a copy exceptional? Yeah, and then uh, people go. Oh, it depends. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. we quite, just a podcast episode right. on that. <laughs> you're quite um, right. Yeah, well, I okay. think about the question. um uh, Yeah, thank you very much for
1: having me over again, Will. Yeah, no, you are welcome. Um, where can people find us? Okay, so you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Pocket Casts. We're on all of those sites now. I think I've covered all my bases. um So thank you very much for listening. Drop us a rating. Five star goes a long old way. Um, And thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Right, guys, it's competition time. Yes, it is. We are running a competition over on our Instagram for the chance to win this amazing Echo Dot Woo! from Amazon. Uh, to enter, it's really, really simple. All you've got to do: make sure you're following our Instagram page, and then find the official post about this competition. It's the one with the black background and the picture of the Echo Dot on it. Uh, tag three fellow musicians in the comments of that picture, and then share it to your story. Okay? If you want to double your chances, just head over to either Apple Podcasts or Spotify and give us a five-star review on there. Send Send a screenshot of the fact that you've done that so we know it's you. And then we're going to release our uh, winner on the 1st of November, first we decided. November. On yeah, the 1st first of, November. of November. So make sure you hop over and do that. You've got to do all those three things, though. That's follow, tag three fellow musicians, and share that official post to your story. Cheers, guys.